Uh, hello, Chinwaggers. Paul Giamatti speaking. And Stephen Asma here. Steve, question for you. Have you ever taken a walk and felt deeply inspired? You discovered something fun on that walk. You learned something new about an old friend. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice, right? Maybe you're the kind of guy who looks around, you look around as you're walking, you think, oh, wow, you know, that bank used to be a library or that Dollar Tree used to be a grove of actual trees, you know? <laughs> and well, there's a podcast about that stuff now, right, Steve? That's right. In fact, join comedian and actor Alan McLeod for Walking About, a new podcast that tracks into the simple joy of walking and its connections to health history, creativity, and community. In each episode, Alan invites a friend to share a stroll and see where the sidewalk takes them. They'll discover new places and learn more about one another. And guess what? You will too. Yeah, very cool. So lace up your podcast shoes and listen to Walking Abouts. Out now wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another thrilling and enthralling and exciting episode of Chinwag. Thank you very much for joining us. I am your host, Paul Giamatti. I'm going to say it with the really with the proper pronunciation from now on. And I am here with my co-host, Stephen Asma. Stephen Asma. And uh, the proper pronunciation of my name is Asma. But no oh, one will spell it correctly, that, so we have to say asthma. Asthma. Well, people say Jamati, and I'm like, no, no, Jamati. But Gimati. what is it? Asthma? Say it again. Asthma, yeah. Should be asthma. And it's, what it's is it? Dutch. It's actually Fries. So the north of the Netherlands. It's a, it's a very... Yes. It's a no, I love it. So you're Frisian. You're a Frisian I'm Frisian, guy. yes. I am Frisian. You know, I'm largely Dutch. I'm almost more Dutch than I am Italian. Is that right? I, I am. thought you were mostly Italian, I guess, no. because of the name. No, no, I'm revealing, I'm, I'm exposing myself as a phony Italian. Well, you have an Italian way about yourself. Oh, is that a good one? Yes. Really? Yeah, they oh, use the hands a lot. Uh, you're always true. eating pasta and so oh, forth. Okay, uh, all right, we're going to reduce it to every stereotype possible. So I'm, I'm out, what am I, out shooting my friends in the back of the head when they betray me? Is that what I do? Do I take them out to New Jersey and bury them by the side of the freeway, Steve? Is that what I do? <laughs> Well, you're running around with your wooden shoes on and your and your Dutch boy haircut. All right, let's get to it now. I am very excited for this week's show. This is an exceptional show because we're talking to an exceptional lady, Indeed. the extremely talented, the brilliant uh, Amy Sedaris. There's like no structure to this thing. We detour into some crazy stuff. Uh, we actually get into Paul's love of getting naked on stage. Yes, correct. The, uh, also the ghost of uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. The fine arts of George Bush and Mr. Francis Sinatra. Smoky sausages <laughs> at Dollywood. We get into everything, folks. Of course, you know Amy Sedaris as a fine actress and comedian. She's also a crafter and writer. She created the wonderful cult classic television series, Strangers with Candy. She's appeared in numerous film and television extravaganzas. Currently, she appears in The Mandalorian, which is streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Disney Plus what? I don't know, but just Disney Plus. Disney Plus <laughs> The Mandalorian. You can also see her right now in Somebody I Used to Know on Amazon Prime, Ghosted on Apple TV+, and in the new movie Theater Camp, which I bet is funny, which is in theaters July 14th. I think we had a splendid time with Amy Sedaris, don't you? 
Yeah, we had a great time. Really crazy conversation. She is a lot of fun, and uh, we learn a lot about her quirky uh, habits, and they fit well with our own uh, sense of the strange. They do. She is a strange person in and of herself, and we're about to get into it deep. Welcome, Ms. Amy Sedaris. Hi, Amy. How are you? Hi. <laughs> How are Hi, you? Paul. What a pleasure. You. You're glowing. Yes, yes thank glowing. you. You know something? I think yeah. I'm getting a little bit of a kick off the light that I have up there. I should probably get it. I don't know. A... Yeah, it you might be, really... but nobody's ever said I glowed. You're the only person You're glowing. Ever... You look that's really amazing. good. One are time you... I saw you at a Matthew Broderick's 40th birthday party. You're that's just correct. like a farmer. And I yeah. really <laughs> liked your look. And I look at, you know, you you just look, you're just like Neil Young. Like a farmer? Yeah. Did I have why a does Matthew ma- Broderick look like he's still 10 years old? What's yeah, going why on does he guy? does look like he's 10 years old? He's clearly got some weird vampire serum thing going on. Yeah, or something. he does. And he's so got does the his, little boy And so does his boy. wife. Did I have a matte finish more then? Was I less glowing then? It was, was darker. I? You just yeah. looked, maybe you were a tad heavier. Oh. You had jeans on and a plaid shirt. Uh, those were, <laughs> that was a nice time. I remember that very well. It's interesting. <laughs> I have been eating better. And uh, food is, 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 is a topic that I thought might be interesting. So I, I reduced my diet quite, quite radically. I ate a lot of crap. So I stopped eating a lot of crap, stopped eating a lot of sugar, things like that. Uh, and I eat very plainly now. And, I, and yeah. I sort of miss eating more exotically. Like you're saying, people eat more pickily now and stuff like that. Um, do, you, do you enjoy very exotic foods? Do you, when you cooked, did you make very exotic no. things or were you, yeah, did you stay I, pretty? I do my staples, you know, chicken and rice. It's like cooking for alcoholics is what I call it. Where you put something <laughs> in the oven, you walk away for 45 minutes and it's ready. <laughs> I don't like to, I do my standbys and I don't follow recipes. I'm not, I don't like foods like caviar. I'm not adventurous. Like I don't ah. like eel. Um, you know, I don't really, I'm not going to order snails in a restaurant. Oh, yeah. really? Did you grow Can up I... eating interesting stuff? Not really. I remember when gourmet cooking came into play and my mom would make, you know, bird baskets made out of, you know, like, like French fries or whatever it is. But we did that. That was kind of fun and exotic, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big, I like you know, meat and potato kind of a person. You know, you're, you're, I saw your cookbook, which I really liked. And it has like, it gives, it has a nostalgic quality. Like it's almost like you're in the fifties or something like yeah, cheese Crocker. balls and st- Yeah. Well, I yeah, want to so do something martinis. Um, illiterate people could get triggered by. I, no, seriously. I wanted to look, I at liked it, it. <laughs> look at an image and that would trigger something like I can make that. I mean, it's uh-huh. all such a visual. That's what I was going for. So it entertains on all levels. And plus you don't have to, it's not about, it's how to be the, a good guest as well as a good. Yeah. Know, right. Yeah. Um, so you don't, you haven't eaten like weird things. Cause I was so, I, I, I figured maybe you were a person who'd eaten like Rocky Mountain Prairie oysters or something. <laughs> no. at some time. You've never tried any of that kind Squirrel. of stuff. I dated yeah. a Greek guy in the eighties. And I remember coming <clears throat> home from work Uh-oh. one day and I was starving and I lifted the lid off a big pot and it was six fish heads floating oh. around in like a tomato broth. And he said, Oh, the eyes are the best part. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. No way. Or like really? um, during COVID, David was into water Buffalo uh-huh. and, and then he made like water Buffalo enchiladas, which doesn't Wait a second. Water Buffalo enchilada. Can yeah. we even eat water Buffalo or water yeah. Buffalo like endangered or something? No, no, like you, you, yeah. Water Buffalo. I was like, what the fuck? 
it's a swimming cow. And I was like, I know, but I ate it. It just tasted like ground beef <laughs> to say, me. Did you just call a water buffalo a swimming cow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're cows that swim in the water. I don't know. Okay. That's David told me that, but it could be. <laughs> Evidently, they're the toughest animal. They're one of the toughest animals to kill. I mean, it's like they're very. Well, they're like, huge. They're, yeah, they're like impossible to kill. If you go hunting a water buffalo, like forget it. It takes really? forever. Why yeah. is it so hard? I don't know because I guess they're really like armored or something. They're super yeah, tough. They're super and stuff strong, like that. Yeah. That's oh, I crazy. love that you both know something about water buffaloes. Yeah, we, we spend uh, a lot of time discussing the water buffalo on the show. But you know, you 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 went to Japan a lot, and I thought you would have eaten a lot yeah. of crazy shit in Japan. No, I don't. I I don't even like eel. You know, I don't even, I like the tempura. I get safe stuff. Uh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not that, you know. Oh, like so you all never the, had cooked sushi. <laughs> right. So you, never, <laughs> no, sushi. so you never had, I never had sushi. I've been to Japan once. and Only one I time. Oh, I would yeah. think that you've been there a lot for some reason. No, I would really like to go a lot. And I know you go frequently, right? Yeah, Japanuary. I usually go in January. Japanuary. We call it Japanuary. And is that we a, go a, there, we go there, David and his boyfriend, Hugh. David speaks Japanese. Oh. And, um, uh, well, you know, we'll be in a shop and I'll ask a question. I'm like, why are they doubled over laughing? I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> I just asked him if they had, you know, I'm like, no, you yeah. said something else. Or I'll hear him say that he's a doctor and that he um he operates on children. Children's <laughs> eyes and he replaces them with buttons. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> is there a reason for January or is it just like, is that a, is that a particularly good time to go to Japan? It just works it just, out with our schedules and kick off the year. I like going there because it really feels like a different planet. It's yeah. very civilized. They have yeah. upholstery on the seats on the subway. You know, we could never have that in New York City. We can't have no. anything yeah. nice in New York City. It's and there is just everyone's so nice. You can leave your wallet on the first floor and be on the top floor and no one's yeah. going to steal it. So wow. many times I've tried on clothes, but they're other people's clothes and they were in the dressing room. <laughs> trying to, and I'm sitting there looking in the mirror, judging it. And they come out like, oh, my God, mortified. I rummaged the woman's pocketbook once. And I was like, oh, that's funny. They propped it out with a wallet and keys. And, and, <laughs> and so, that's I, amazing. That, that, that's, yeah. that's really hilarious. Yeah, it, a, it happens to me a lot. A lot. And I'm like, oh my God, I had no well, idea. Why, why did you leave your pocketbook over here if you're in the dressing room? Why are they so uh, civilized? Is it just like, you know, the culture is just very respectful? Uh, or like, what I is it that so. makes the difference, you think? I think, right. They're respectful. They like old people. They, they just have like manners. Steve, have you ever been to Japan? Because I, I actually, I, I think I've been everywhere but Japan and Asia. Like, uh, and I'm sorry to say I haven't been there, but it's been on my list since I was in college because I, I love I love the aesthetic of Japan, like the the tea ceremony, the flower arranging, the paintings, the the food. There's some unique quality that I think is connected maybe to the Buddhism somewhat, like the mm -hmm. Zen quality. Like, yeah. Do you see that kind of stuff when you guys were yes, there? Yes, you should go. Yeah, you definitely to, should yeah. go. No, for sure. There's it's a fun. I have I have a whole thing that there's a. Maybe it's island cultures or something like that. They remind me a little bit of the British and that there's this kind of like, there's a little bit of this kind of, yeah, sensitivity towards doing stuff the right way. You're going to do the tea. You got to do it the right way. And I don't yeah. know what that is. Maybe it's just living in that little island somewhere like that. And it, and it, it, it creates more of a, an intimate culture or something. Yeah, like I like that. I like ceremony and I like boundaries and I like manners and yeah, that's yeah. always nice. And then, but here, you know, you come back here and it just it's out, it's out of control. You can yeah. really feel it. Like you can't. It's a jungle. You know, you can't. <laughs> you 
really can't. Uh, so uncivilized. Yeah. What we, you know, you know, graffiti everywhere, and just yeah. people doing, you know, all the scalping around the city, and people exercising on. It's just stupid stuff. That is the worst. I mean, yeah, it is. No, well, no, the no. Building, yeah, forget no, it. No, and you would never see something like that there. And I had genuinely the the experience of people said this might happen, where I was looking for somewhere and I couldn't find it because the addresses are are crazy. Oh, yeah. or the system yeah. of it there is much more difficult. And I I had the I worked up the nerve to ask a stranger and they took me there they like they they oh, went wow. out of their way to walk me to where i was trying to go to oh, sort wow. of look after me they went well out of their way to to sort of take me so you know it's it's that kind of culture where and what were you there for were you th- did you go there for a vacation were you there to yeah, a film no i went something? there because i'd always wanted to go because from from the time i was a little kid i was sort of fascinated with all i was fascinated with like samurai and ninjas and mm-hmm. stuff oh, like that yeah, yeah, sure. when i was a kid so there was that kind of thing but then growing up i just i i got into the literature and the films, the and films, stuff like that. Ozu. Yeah, like Ozu. Have you ever Great seen films. any of those movies? Those I don't Ozu think movies. I, I don't think oh, so. So good. You should. You should check them out. Okay, because I they're, will. Yeah, because they're, they're very much about exactly what you're talking about about the the kind of the the culture of respect and stuff like that. And and I, I mean, I once had a uh, a Japanese student and I was teaching and then I broke this pot like it was this little piece of pottery and I just threw it in the garbage and she was like, oh my God, you can't do that. Like, and she took it out and wanted to like stack it together and wrap it in something and like, like yeah. think of objects as having, you know, like you have to have respect towards objects too. Like you can't just, it's not a disposable kind of mindset. It's really cool. Yeah. Right. Um, wait a minute, that uh, Uzo, whatever he didn't do, Uzo. he didn't Uzo. do in the mood for love, right? Is it no, that? that's okay. that's what that's it's like that. Yeah, yeah, it is like that. It is like that. That's okay, uh, okay. Wan Kar yeah. Wai. Yeah, because yeah. I love I love Korean yeah. movies. They're my favorite <laughs> because the revenge quality of a Korean film is just. A- <laughs> I mean, you're, something you're happened in first grade and they're, you know, they're 80s and they're getting that revenge. I love that. That is a big theme in those movies, isn't it? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder why. Even. Yeah. I wonder why I, 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 you figure that's a culture that got beaten up on so much. Maybe they're like, <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe they're just like the hell with it. We're going to get revenge on everybody. Well, do you well, like, we like revenge too? Americans love revenge films, we don't you think? Yeah. We just don't yeah. do them all that well. Really? No, they kind of. Yeah, not not as well as they do them. Right. I mean, they yeah, they definitely do them with a real style, sense of style. But because yeah. I, again, I think it's a culture that's like they've they've had enough. I mean, they, <laughs> they got the shit kicked out of them by everybody. Do you like like scary movies, violent movies, stuff like that? Do you like um, that kind of thing? I mean, I uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, I guess I do. I mean, violent. Like I just saw one that was just too many guns and too much action. Yeah, and I was just wiped out afterwards. I was like, ugh. Especially because there's so much in the news about it now that it's yeah, yeah. It just feels kind of weird to go to a movie where everyone's pulling out a gun. Yeah, hmm. yeah. You know, but, I don't know. But, do you like horror stuff and anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm open a- for horror films. I'm open for all kinds. I mean, romance, yeah. you know, sometimes I'm like, or sometimes if it's a comedy, you have to yeah. drag me to it. And then when really? I see it, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I saw it. And I laughed really hard. But that's, that's not interesting. my first choice. And you're not yeah. you're not doing that because why? You're just like. I'd yeah, rather enough. see something serious and say what's funny about that. Then oh, interesting. you tell me what's oh, funny really? about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or something that's in between that's really big right now. Dramedies, where it's drama and a little funny, and you're just like, (laughs) that's kind of interesting. No, I 
I, I enjoy that too. I like, uh, and and if I see a horror movie, I like one particularly if it's funny, if it's got humor in it, like, right. and if there's something funny and, and, or that tone to it, I, I really like that too. Did you see Barbarian? I didn't see Barbarian. You should see Barbarian. Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, kind of yeah. low budget maybe, but really kind of disturbing. Yeah, but funny and it's too. Got, disturbing's good. Too. Disturbing's, disturbing's good. good. It's very disturbing. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of your humor is disturbing in a really wonderful way. I have to yes. say, I find I think it a I'm little drawn disturbing. To it. I think everyone in yeah. my family is. If we're at a party and there's somebody with one leg, we're all going to be over there. <laughs> To that person and be like Roger, Roger, and he's from here, and we invited him over, and we're gonna give him a bath and throw a hot dog in. I mean, we're all like, <laughs> we have that in common. I understand, the, but yeah. what is that? Because curiosity, I don't know. Thing, like, what? Yeah, but it yeah. feels so. Sometimes I'm glad that you embrace it so much because I always feel like, oh, something's wrong with me. Because I also have the thing too, where I'm like, I want to play a guy with one leg too. I'd like to play somebody with no legs. Yeah. So it's 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 that much of a thing and you must have the same thing but that's so interesting what is that though what is that what is that well, kind some of curiosity people, i think some people are avoiding death and trying to distract oh. themselves from death and others like us are into the memento mori like we like to, to look at death a little bit so like you look at strange exhibits and you know oddities like in natural history museums and stuff like that horror movies yeah there's something i think it's dispositional like we're just weird just well, naturally. when David first brought home that book, um, um, we were, I was living in North Carolina, the Diane Arbus, her first book mm -hmm. of pictures, that blew my mind. I've yeah, never right. seen anything oh, like that before it, right? in my life. Tell me what that is. The portraits, the one with the twins on the cover. She's oh. a photographer, famous photographer. Oh, Steve. Oh, yeah, Diane Arbus, yeah. Sorry. Diane Arbus, um, great photographer. Yeah, she oh. she took photographs of like freaks, you yeah. know. Oh, oh. And then and, you know, be a freak, well, and then the title be like "woman in shiny dress." And you're like, who saw the dress? How about the dress? <laughs> I know. But, but I mean, she, yeah, she only has one eye. I know. Yeah, it's like yeah, and kind of finding the the bizarreness in the everyday too. Like yeah. a picture of ordinary people that you're like, Jesus Christ, that was <laughs> terrifying. You know, just nothing was terrifying about it, but something's unsettling about right. it. Right. I'm yeah. just so wow. curious. But that that's what definitely opened the door uh, for okay. me. I was so interested in that. And then I moved that's to Chicago and then I saw, you know, it just, you know, oh, there's a taxi cab. I wonder where it's going. You know, adventurous. I, I don't know. I, I am drawn to it. Yeah. No, I I definitely am too. And have you ever seen a book called The Wisconsin Death Trip? Have you ever yes. seen that book? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that was yeah. a what? book that similarly yes. for me was a book that I saw when I was a kid. I remember a friend of mine's mother had wow. that book. Yeah. Interesting woman. She was a poet. A friend of mine's mother had that book and I must have been about 10. And it's an extraordinary book, Steve. It's like this, yeah, I never this heard guy... I don't know who the hell he was, an academic or something. He discovered in a in a in an archive in a library at like the University of Wisconsin or something, a bunch of photographs and newspapers from this one town in Wisconsin in like the 1890s. And then he put it together as a book. And it's a lot of it is this stuff of um people would take pictures, uh, posthumous pictures of people when they were dead. They'd set them oh, up and they'd put oh. them in like a natural setting where they'd okay. be like, oh, everybody's having dinner still. Mom and dad are still here <laughs> having dinner, you know, but they're dead. <laughs> you know, and, like, and it was a lot of shit like that. And oh, terrible people, children would die and they'd have them in these bizarre coffins and stuff like that. And, and then the newspaper reports were all about a wild man wandered into town the other day and broke all the windows and set fire to stuff. And, and it was just all the craziness the of, this, of life yeah, in this one, one 
Yeah, and it's a fascinating wow. book. But, but you know, because I, I think to myself, the Japanese actually have a kind of interest in stuff like this too. I mean, a lot of the Japanese horror movies are incredibly horrifying mm -hmm. in ways like this. And that the Japanese seem to have a kind of interest in, I mean, I'm generalizing about the Japanese, but they seem to have an interest in death and stuff like that. 99% of them believe in ghosts, I'm told. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. Ghosts yeah, are so it's popular. like, yeah, you know, which is, a, do you believe in ghosts and stuff like that, Amy? I don't do you know. Like I have, I definitely sense something like a, a, a few times and then when I, you know, David, my brother doesn't. So he just makes fun of me, but you know, I've, I've felt my sister, you know, my sister who passed away, but I, you know, one night I sensed her presence really? and after my grandmother died, I sensed her presence. And then once I saw someone who looked like William Katz, that actor, he was in Carrie, he looked like that, but, um, wait a minute, which guy? <laughs> I think his name was William Katz. He was this young kid actor. I think he was in the movie Carrie had blonde uh -huh. hair. Oh yeah. Anyway, the, the person I saw looked just like that. And I was very <laughs> aware that I was awake. I kept being like, I'm awake. And I see this person right in front of me. That was strange. But, you know, I, he was I the know. greatest American hero guy. He was the guy who played <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> wasn't he that guy? Yeah. He was oh, the same I don't guy. know. Yeah. 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 He was the same guy. That's interesting. But so that's very that. random. The family members make sense, but why the random guy or. I don't know. Maybe he lived in that apartment before me, you know, oh. interesting. say interesting. that. Interesting. I don't know. Interesting. What about um, in your dreams? Do you do you have any like uh, experiences? Because Paul was telling me that he has had experiences that are kind of like ghost experiences, but within his dreams. And I'm just uh, that seems to be a common thing for some people. Okay. Well, you know who shows up in my dreams a lot is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh -huh. A lot. So oh, really? much where I'm like, not tonight, like that much. Yeah, that's like, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, we were, you know, friends yeah. and stuff, but, you know, he shows up a, a lot. Well, that's interesting. I've had uh -huh. dreams about him too. And I'm, and, and he feels like a, and I, I didn't know him probably anywhere near the way you knew him, but I knew him, but he, he, I felt like a presence of him a lot too. And I think a person like that leaves a very palpable mark behind. Friends, now a message from our sponsor. Have you ever wondered why we call French fries French fries or why something is the greatest thing since sliced bread? There are answers to those questions. Everything Everywhere Daily is a podcast for curious people who want to learn more about the world around them. Every day, you'll learn something new about things you never knew you didn't know. Subjects include history, science, geography, mathematics, and culture. If you're a curious person and want to learn more about the world you live in, just subscribe to Everything Everywhere Daily wherever you cast your pod. And now, more Chinwag. Do you enjoy doing movies or do you prefer doing this sort of, I mean, you you create your own stuff for the most part. I, like, so it's I, like, I do create my own stuff and I like being a guest on other people's shows and little parts of movies, but movies seem to take a really long time and I never think do. I really have the acting chops for that. I think I'm a little broader. So huh. TV seems to work for me. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. uh, a little bit more, better, I think. Yeah. And I um, love theater. Theater is my favorite, but yeah. You know, I and, got so spoiled doing my brother's plays that I, I can't you, imagine. He, you wrote plays with him? Yeah. We Amazing. did them together at La Mama. And we had the oh. whole theater to ourselves and got to cast it. I did the wow. wardrobe for everybody. It was so that's good. That's fantastic. When were you yeah. doing that? When was that? Um, nine Early 90s. Uh-huh. That's amazing. Were you in Chicago? Were, were you in Chicago for a while? Like, it was Second City, right? It was Second City. And, and David was there. So we would do readings together at Lower Links. And, okay. Um, yeah. And then awesome. I came oh, here finally to work with um, David. TV fell in my lap. You know, okay. kind of 
someone offered us a sketch show. So it was like, oh, so we got Colbert here and yeah, yeah, yeah. Started doing that um, kind of stuff. With the La Mama was I worked at La Mama probably oh, around the same time that, that oh, you guys okay. were doing that stuff. Yeah, I did a crazy. I did an opera there. I did like really. A little, well, it was called a chamber opera, and I, there was mostly opera singers, and then there were a few actors, and and uh, it was really a, that place was amazing, and it's still there, right? It's still there. Strong. Yeah, and I played yeah. a, I played a I played a monk who had leprosy, and I <laughs> oh and I God. had and I had no legs, and I and I had to oh, wow. drag myself around, and then I had to. Have myself at one point in it. It was really terrific. And I, I was, and, I, and, I, and I was naked on stage too. Oh and I was my God. Yeah, I got to be naked on stage. Wow. I was completely naked on stage. I like that. Point. I got to be naked on stage. I, yeah, I, I don't got like to that. be naked. <laughs> you don't like being naked in, wow. ever? I'm not a naked person. I don't walk around my house naked. You don't walk around the house naked? No. Really? really? No, I'm That's not, a, so naked. I'm not a naked person. And you wouldn't do it. And, and somebody said, you got to get naked in this play. You'd be forget it. I'm not For laughs. That. For laughs, I would. <laughs> but not for serious. No. No, oh, gee. For well, nobody laughs. Nobody laughed when I got naked. I will tell you. Wow, that's that an interesting good. thing. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with that. I don't have a big problem with getting naked and stuff yeah, like that. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's interesting. It's interesting. That seems stressful as hell, like to me, because it's like, well, I guess as actors, you guys are used to this, but it's like a level of intimacy that you don't share with people ever. And then you know, all of a sudden, no. there's like a room full of people and lighting and all this yeah. shit. No, know. it's very strange. It's a weird yeah. thing that actors do. Yeah, and you become <laughs> you become overly intimate with people yeah, um that kind of actor i mean you go there i'm not that kind of well no i don't wouldn't do that now i was like you know 12 how old was i i was like in my <laughs> 20s i was in my 20s and i was just like sure i'll do it i'll do anything you want man you know i'm at la mama and i'm all like sure so i was gonna do anything would you say wanted. uh paul you're a little bit of a um workaholic it seems like you're always working to me. Like you say yes to a lot. Like we were talking about earlier. We were talking right. about that. Yes, yeah. I, I I have in the past said yes. I, I somebody described it to me as chain smoking jobs once that I chain smoked <laughs> jobs, and oh, that's okay. and, and I think I did, and I think and I think I I overdid it. Frankly, okay, okay. yes, and so I, I I do say no. I try to say no more now. I, I really like, do. You know, in yeah. improv, you learn. You know, yes, and yes. When someone says yes, everything opens up and it blossoms. It's you're true. so happy. But no, really makes me laugh. I, I mean, think if you're on stage with somebody <laughs> and you set it up and they say no. I'm like, that's fantastic. That's true. I just yes. shot you. I just shot you, and you're like, I'm a ghost. You're like, oh, really? <laughs> that is fantastic. Because I hear that rule about improv all the time. So yeah, yeah, yes, like, and. No, but actually, it's pretty funny if you say no, too. Yeah. No makes like, me laugh. It just yeah. makes me laugh. Yes, yeah. it's going to be. But no. But then do they hate you for it? Like, they just yeah, want to get you like, oh, you're off about that? I'm like, you're not good. You're not a good improviser. <laughs> oh, do people, do people, at... does that, do, does the other person get pissed off if you do that? Well, I mean, I can just tell, like, when you're playing with somebody and they're like that, you're just, and then you're like, okay, it's this kind of person. You're not yeah. going to yeah, uh, yeah, get yeah. anywhere. They ask a lot of questions or deny it, you know, and you're just like, okay. You oh, just got to take charge. You just got yeah. Charge. Oh God! See, I can't. Improvising scares the living shit out of me. Amy. Oh really? Just, I, I oh, love terrifies it. me. I know you do, and you're amazing. To me, at memorizing it. lines makes me to memorize lines, and I'm like, I have to say these lines, and how can I be the real character if I already know what I'm saying? Just tell me who <sighs> I am, and so let me just do this. Amazing. And, you know, mm. That's so fascinating. Do you still, and I get do, you still it. do it? Do you still do a lot of improvising, Amy? Is it is it like yeah. a regular like when part we were of your writing, creative process? Um, we were writing the last show at home with Amy Sedaris. We would do a lot of the writing on our feet, you know, play the scene out and improvise it. That's how I write on my feet. Amazing. Oh. I'm not someone who can sit down and do this. 
you know, look fascinating. Like a, you know, I can't do that. It's so interesting. That's amazing, though. But I mean, it's a much more instantaneous. It's an amazing thing. I, I terrifies me. I, I can I can do it, but not but not very well. Oh, I, yeah, I, bet, I bet you'd be really good at it. Uh, I don't know. I did really? your show. I did your show. And I was yeah, like, please, sure please did. don't please don't say and something you to me like that. Like I don't. 12 lamb chops <laughs> at 10 a.m. And yeah, I was like, was, oh, my God, I love this guy. We're like, yeah. we have to go out and get more lamb chops. We're out yeah. of lamb chops. I had to play a guy who came over to your house to eat. And, and I thought <laughs> I'm playing this kind of piggy entitled guy. And there was a big plate of like real lamb chops. Real lamb. You know who made yeah. this Mark Eyeballed, who's in pavement. Oh, really? He was what? our he was our chef. The food was actually incredibly good. And I was like, <laughs> well, well, there you go. I was like, oh, I'm the character. So I'm just supposed to eat. And yeah. so I ate like 25 of those fucking yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. And they were really, really good. Yeah, but I did, good. I do remember it caused a panic because people were like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, oh, get a dear. paramedic in here. <laughs> yeah, can't the props, are, props are supposed to be like plastic or like they're supposed to last all day or something. This is like fresh food on set. Well, yeah, well, you got to eat it. Yeah. Oh. Get yeah, if you food. have to eat it. I mean, I've I've eaten things on set that have been sprayed with like a fixative to make it shiny still. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I've made that. <laughs> You're like going yeah. for it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love still that. Just, yeah, because I'm very I'm like, aware when I watch anything when people are push the food around in their plate or take a nibble. I'm like, come on, you got to eat. It. Like, you gotta eat do, it. Just yeah, be real do. about it. But you, you do get pretty good at fake eating, though. I've gotten a little bit better at it because it's like yeah. I do feel like you know I did try to sort of slim down a little bit, and uh, and I realized I was getting. <laughs> A lot of weight eating on, on camera <laughs> on a lot the show. Because yeah, I was just shoveling a lot of food in all the time. So what about crazy. drinking? Like everybody's drinking scotch. It looks delicious. Is it like apple juice or something? I mean, what is that? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm... it'll be something like that. Yeah, it'll oh. be yeah. something fake. Yeah, sometimes it's real. It's real booze. But um, I don't know about cigarettes. Are cigarettes fake? Yeah, you can smoke fake cigarettes. There are fake cigarettes that smell like weed. They really do, and oh, it's okay. like, but but it's not weed. I, I don't think, and it's and those are kind of horrible, and they burn the wrong way. They burn too fast, and they oh, okay, and and they're huh. they're kind of terrible. So what do you guys smoke, or did you smoke either? I one of used you? to smoke. I used to smoke. What did you smoke ever? I ne I never smoked. You you strike me as a person that has never smoked, and and yeah, like you I just. Didn't. You seem like a very healthy and healthy-minded person in that way. <laughs> no, lot. you do. Yeah, you I smoked, smoked a lot. lot. <laughs> I used to smoke a lot. And, and when had you quit? Was it hard? I found it difficult because uh, anything, if I tried to do the Nicorette or something like that, oh, yeah. it just made me think about cigarettes. So oh, it was sure. like, so, and then I just was like, well, why am I doing this? I might as well just smoke a cigarette. A guy once time told me, use a, use a yo-yo. If you if you play with a yo-yo, it's because it's because his theory was it's all about your hands. You need something oh, to do with your okay. hands. So I got he made me this hippie guy I knew in Seattle made me a beautiful wooden yo-yo, handcrafted yo-yo. So I would like play with this yo-yo whenever I wanted a cigarette, and it really worked. And then I lost the yo-yo, and I lost oh. my shit because I'd become oh. addicted to the yo-yo, and so oh. I just went out and started. But at one time I smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. Wow, wow. that's a lot. Yeah, yeah I used that's to smoke a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so man. I so I don't do that anymore. I say no. I say no to cigarettes <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> I do. Did you smoke, Stephen? I never smoked cigarettes. Um, I worked as a musician for many years in clubs and bars where when it was legal to smoke. And so we would be playing and they would literally be like right standing right in front of you, blowing smoke in your face. It was very oh, yeah. difficult. Yeah. Uh but I do, I understand what Paul's saying too. There's some kind of nervous energy with the hands 
and yeah. smoking seems to calm down. And I think people now use their phones this way. Like yeah. people get like, I noticed my son does this and I do it too. Like you get anxious and then the phone, oh, I'll check this app or my, I'll check yeah. my email. And it's almost yeah. like just playing with the phone calms you down a little bit. Like maybe smoking a cigarette. No, totally. Know. And it happens around the same. It's like the after dinner, everybody finishes dinner and pulls yeah. their fucking phone out. And it's exactly yeah. like smoking. It's something it's, you can do with people if you don't want to talk to them. Sometimes that too. I have yes. some Friends that I just like hanging out with them, and if it's just being on the phone, that's fine. But I feel sorry for people. Like if I'm in a car going uptown or on a train, everybody's got their head down, and and I go, "Oh, I don't want to look like that." Like, yeah, no, I agree. You know, it took me forever to get a phone. I finally got one when um Justin and Jennifer got married, and I they said, "Well, you have to have a phone because you have to take Uber to get to our house." I was like, (laughs) "Okay," so I got a phone, and then they took the phones from everybody when they got to the house. (laughs) But so it took me a long time, but I, I, you know, I just feel so it makes me feel bad when people are on it a lot. No, no, like, it's terrifying. It's yeah. completely bizarre. I mean, it feels like totally like mind control, like everybody really does. It just, you see it. And yeah, you see humps yeah. in people's necks and, yeah. you know, yes. you yeah. know, in years, everyone's going to have that hunch, you know, that hump <laughs> weird. Everybody's going to get these really <laughs> big ones. That's so yeah. weird. In the future, everybody will be all hunchbacked like that. Yeah. With and gigantic think, oh, ears. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? And yeah, then probably. It it's funny because I can remember. When early on when they were still like pretty like big things like this, or even when they got a little bit more, and this is just a measure of like, what a idiot I am. I remember just being like, never going to catch on. This is never going to go anywhere. <laughs> I was like, because this is so irritating. I'm sitting here listening to some guy in the restaurant. I was like, nobody's going to put up with this. Although I guess now and everybody's just silently doing the thing. So I guess it works better for but people. But that drives me crazy when I hear, sometimes I'll overhear a good conversation, like someone breaking up with somebody on a bus. You know, that's <laughs> That's yeah. entertaining or yeah, women complaining is- because there's no chicken on the menu. You know, <laughs> I've been fortunate to hear those. But when I hear business talk walking down the yeah. street or yeah. people on uh, Adderall talking too loud and fat, I'm like, yeah. why do I have to take on your bullshit? That's yes, it's fair. weird, isn't it? But oh. also the other thing I love is that now with the, all the like, you know, and again, I don't even know what the fuck it's called, but the Bluetooth thing. It's a Bluetooth like, oh, earpiece, You just yeah. have the thing yeah. in your ear. Don't it's, understand Bluetooth. Well, yeah, but, but it also looks like, a, like an epidemic of schizophrenia like everybody's yeah, just like <laughs> everybody's just fucking walking down the street like you know and it's just yeah. like it's fantastic and it really looks like they're out of their mind right but, but it's funny to me because i'm like why is that irritating me any more than if they were just walking down the street loudly talking to their friend i mean i probably who was actually there i mean is it really that because different? then you'd hear both sides of the conversation and this true. way you hear one yeah, yeah. that makes sense and, um they're not crazy I mean, crazy people talking out loud that's the best you know it this, is it's much more interesting not. Much yes. more interesting. <laughs> Much yeah. more interesting. But, how, but, you know, how do young people like connect to, you know, after class, people would be waiting, you know, you'd leave class and then you'd be in the hallway trying to take the elevator. So you'd start talking with people. But now no. people leave class and they go straight to their phone and they're just standing silently all together in a group, all looking at the phone. They get in the elevator. And I'm like, how do you build a social world when this is what you do all the time? No, yeah. I, I don't I don't think it happens particularly. I mean, it's a different social world. It's I guess just people are more lonely. They're reporting higher levels of loneliness. Really? People really? feel more lonely, really? Statistically, it's true. And do, you it's guys, supposed- do you guys get lonely? What's your situation? You live by yourself, Paul? No, no. I live with I live with my girlfriend now. Okay. And so I don't necessarily know. I don't 
I mean, no, I don't feel, I don't feel like yeah. I, no, it's interesting. I think when I was younger, I felt like I got lonelier more than I do now. I don't know why. Now I think I'm more comfortable with myself. So I don't know that I got lonely, right. but I have had a very nice, lovely girlfriend for five years. So okay. I don't know, you know, okay. so clearly, clearly I'm afraid of being lonely. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? So it, right. it, it, that's interesting, but but no, I mean, so that's my situation. But what right. about you, Amy? Do you get lonely? I live by myself. Right? I have a and, rabbit and uh, I don't get lonely either. Yeah. But I, I like being by myself. I've been yeah. by myself for 22 years and yeah. people are always think. but I don't know. I think coming from a large family and uh -huh. then always being around people or going after the wrong guy, you uh -huh. know, the Ethel Jughead, uh, you know, syndrome that I have. <laughs> Jughead? It's like, the what, what, minute, the what Jughead? Well, you know, Jughead. And, um, yes. Okay. <laughs> was Jughead the wrong guy in the Archer comics? Is no, he like the just guy? chasing, you know, the, no, I see. Uh, uh, the Ethel chasing him. Oh, you know? oh, oh, oh <laughs> I, see, I see. That's, yes. I'm Ethel in the situation. Yes, but I gotcha. I just kind of really like being by myself a lot. Yeah, well, there's yeah, a lot. Alone, alone is is a great thing. I yeah. think like being comfortable with being alone is a great thing, right. you know. But but lonely is is not. And Steve, you you tough. yeah. What well, you I, I had I've been I was married tw uh, twice, and so I was in a in a marriage for about thirty years. If you add it all together, I am mm. blissfully divorced and happily alone. And I really <laughs> enjoy. There's a actually there's an interesting study that Harvard did about like what makes people happy. And you have to have strong social ties. It doesn't have to be a partner, but it has to have like friends or uh -huh. family. And you have to have, because we were talking about this earlier, you, you should have a hobby or some craft ability, some skill that you do regularly that kind of goes deep, you know, mm -hmm. like painting or music or like crafting. Like a passion, like, you yeah. know, something you're passionate about. Yeah. Interesting. And I was thinking about like these people that, <clears throat> that uh, these, these sort of like Winston Churchill George Bush, like after they're done ruling the world, they turn to painting and shit like that. Have you noticed? Yeah. That? Yes. Yeah. Bush's paintings were amazing. Weren't Bush's they? paintings were amazing. I can't remember. Were they good? Oh, yeah. Remember. Well, they're amazing. They're kind yes. of amazing. Yeah. They're kind of brilliant. They yeah. really were the style kind of. of them. Uh, realistic, really. And you see, like, you'd be in the bath, the person would be in the bathtub. You see two feet and then the yeah. drain between it. Like, you oh, paint yeah. that. Yeah, they were very kind of like, it was all this really banal shit like that. And it was very kind of like, yeah, they were kind of brilliant. They were amazing. I think it's actually really cool to see people. Have you ever seen Frank Sinatra's paintings? No. Yeah, they're, oh my God, you got to, they're really fucking cool. Really? Really cool. Yeah, they're, and they're, yeah, to take a look at them, they're really colorful. What are they up? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're, they're, very, they're, very, they're very abstract actually they're not like okay yeah they're not like what you would think i don't know what you'd think it would be like a martini glass or like you said like it's stuff colon and it's like no it's just it's just they're very abstract they're almost like uh sammy davis jr portrait yeah, sammy, sammy, sammy's glass eye like you know justin's glass photography eye. book is good who sammy davis's yeah, he has a photography Sammy book. Davis had a photography yeah. book? Yeah, he sure did, yeah. I had no idea. One eye oh. photography book. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? <laughs> One eye. Yeah. How much of a genius was that guy? I'm sorry. I just want to talk about that yes, guy for a second. Yeah, like, Real entertainer no. on every level, yeah. right? On every level like yeah. that. Be right back after this word from our sponsor. And now, more Chinwag. 
you must sing and and stuff like that. You must do stuff. Do you sing? Do you like do, political songs. Political songs. Really? You do like <laughs> Mark <laughs> Russell. Remember yeah, that yeah, guy, yeah. Mark yeah. Russell? Yeah, yeah, I'm a cricket politician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should do that. You should do that. Yeah, you should do a crazy with like a big leg, crazy like that. Yeah, that kind of like man. <laughs> Somebody should bring that back. That guy just died, Mark Russell. Yeah, you remember he just that died, guy? I think. Was yeah. he murdered? Really? He died? What a loss. What a loss. I remember saying to Dolly Parton once, oh, I see you've got a political record coming out. She goes, well, it's patriotic. And I was like, oh, that's a good correction. <laughs> that is a good correction. That's, a good, that's an important distinction, actually. It really, it really is. That's a very important it's distinction. Patriotic. Oh, man, I think you have got to do some kind of like high stepping, like just like crazy <laughs> Uncle Sam kind of thing like that. Oh, that would be brilliant. Oh, How, what's, what's Dolly Parton like? Is she, is she, I mean, I assume she's pretty great, but is she? She's pretty amazing. Amazing, very yeah. friendly. She, I did a video of hers maybe 14 years ago, and that's where I met really? her. That's tiny, awesome. Tiny, tiny, tiny. Really, uh, I went to the museum there at Dollywood, which is yeah. really run down. It's, but that's wow. what's good about it. It's like right. early 80s, like you uh-huh. see the d- dust settled on, you know, clothing and stuff, and old sequins um, falling off. Just all the sequins <laughs> have fallen off. Yeah. Wow, amazing. And then the and- train rides are like two normal seats and the rest are all handicapped like 18 rows of hand and then they take you on this tour but everything's under construction and you're like this is so bad but amazing I like the rock. They're big rocks, but they're speakers. I thought that was kind of cool. But yeah. she was really nice, and she hired all the women who worked at Dollywood, you know, to be in the video. And oh, amazing! Um, That's awesome. Really, I would. And I, I heard her say "smoky sausages." I, she was walking by me, and I heard her say "smoky sausages," and I was like, "That's it. That's all I need to hear." I, That's great. Fantastic. Yeah. I just yeah. Well, I I would imagine she was great. I mean, it would really surprise me if you had just been like she is just evil Such and a cold. monster. She yeah. is just a fucking monster. A monster. Was, <laughs> stole my change. She stole my change. <laughs> no, that was pretty great. Well, that was fun and informative, wasn't it? Yeah, she's great, and it's just an amazing uh, talent and personality. Absolutely, Wonderful. but a, but a whole new perspective on Ms. Dolly Parton. Who it turns <laughs> out is right. a is a thieving kleptomaniac, <laughs> which of course never, we don't mean. <laughs> it's incredible to, to know that in all of that wonderful gloriousness lurks <laughs> the a heart thief. of a monster. <laughs> the heart of a monster. Who knew? God bless her, Dolly Parton. She is awesome, actually. But there is no no, absolutely. Amy Sedaris is one of a kind and yeah. uh, and and fantastic, and uh, the, uh, hopefully more to come from her. And uh, keep your comments and questions also coming. And give us nice ratings and reviews and stuff exactly. like that. That'd be nice. Well, till next time, uh, chinwag out. Chinwag out. Chinwag is a production of Treefort Media and Touchy Feely Films. Hosted and executive produced by Paul Giamatti and Stephen Asma. Executive producers for Treefort are Kelly Garner and Lisa Ammerman. Dan Carey is executive producer for Touchy Feely. Our series producer is Rachel Whitley Bernstein. Our associate producer is Andrew Miller. Original theme music by Luke Topp, with additional music by Via Mardot. Oscar Guido is our executive in charge of production. Tom Monahan is head of audio for Treefort. Animation created by Alex Sokol. 
Audio production, supervision, and editing by Maxwell Carney. Additional audio assistance and mixing by Jeff Neal. Video editing by Brian Barcheski. With additional production management from Renee Levesque. Clara Wong is Celestial Empress of Benevolent Knowledge. Lastly, for more information, go to chinwagpod.fm and find us on Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod. <laughs>